Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Up to Some Good. This is part two of the special episode dedicated to the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. In part one, I spoke to Charles Davy, the managing director of Afghan Aid, who talked to me about his experience in Kabul as the Taliban took over and what he thinks are the most critical steps the British government should take to help Afghans right now. My guest in part two is Dr. Nurhaq Nasimi, the director and founder of the Afghanistan and Central Association, ACAA for short. Dr. Nassim himself fled from Afghanistan with his family in 1999 in the back of a refrigerated container. Dr. Nassimi's legal education in the former USSR means that he became a target for the Taliban's persecution. So overnight, he had to pack his bags and embark on a three-month journey to claim asylum in the UK. And since then, Dr. Nassimi led and coordinated a lot of humanitarian work in the UK and established the ACAA in 2001 literally just two years after he fled to the UK as a refugee. And I think to have started an NGO without the support of any institution or business just two years after having arrived in the country and without properly knowing how to speak English even is an amazing feat in itself and reflects just how resilient and dedicated he is to his country. Right now, the ACAA team are working nonstop because Afghans are lining up from 5, 6 a.m. every morning to either try to reach their loved ones in Afghanistan or to arrange for resettlement for their loved ones. And the ACAA are also raising funds and accepting donations of essential items from British citizens and then donating them to recently displaced Afghans across London. Dr. Nassimi and the ACA's work is extremely inspiring and I am so honored to be able to speak to him today. I know that he's been working around the clock from 5 a.m. every morning to 1 a.m. and I really, really appreciate that he took time off to speak with me. Now, I'd like to pass the mic to Dr. Nassimi to talk about the critical work the ACA is doing right now to support Afghans in need. Hi, doctor. Welcome to Up to Some Good. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hello, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for your time. I understand that you are very, very busy right now. Like you mentioned just now, people are lining up at the ACAA from 5 a.m. every morning. And I know you guys are, are doing a lot of work with Afghans who are recently have arrived in London. Can you shed a bit of light on the essential work that you guys are doing right now? So since the crisis started in Afghanistan, I mean, since the capital of Afghanistan was captured by the Taliban two weeks ago, the... Center, the Afghanistan and Central Region Association became very busy. Hundreds of people queuing every day from 5 a.m. Uh, until 10 p.m. And then we have to sit down until 1 a.m. to deal with each individual cases and, and then forward it to the home office or the, to the local MP as well as to the local lawyers. Then at the same time, people are, people are the British people, they are donating their uh, clothes, food, and toys, stationery, this this kind of things for the new RIP who are now staying at different hotels. Uh, but then they are in isolation. They will be released, uh, I think, in the next two weeks. So we have a huge number of volunteers who are sorting out the donation. But then we have also a number of volunteers who are delivering the donation to different hotels. And at the same time, we don't have, the problem is that we don't have anyone to focus on fundraising. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> because <clears throat> everyone is now busy <clears throat> with uh, supporting people. But, but on the other hand, we need someone 
who can contact different donors, government departments, or other companies or agencies, asking them for some money because we are a very small organization with a small, uh, very limited resources in order to meet the need of thousands of people, you need to have a proper structure, function, as well as the capacity to meet the needs of the people and provide the right information and, and, and professional support and advice to the mm, people. I see. I'm very, I feel very sad that the Home Office wasn't very supportive for the past uh, two weeks. But then, on the other hand, in general, grateful for the contribution made by the British people for the past 20 years in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And in terms of women rights, improvement in human rights, and uh, civic education, civil society. But then now, what's going on, it is unbelievable. And we, are, we feel very sorry to see that those uh, progress and achievement has been made for the past 20 years. It seems to me everything is collapsed and disappeared. Which I see. Which made everyone yeah. You mentioned that yeah. the Home Affairs Office is not very helpful. What do you mean by that? So they're actually not helping to facilitate the documentation or anything? Well, you see, the people who are queuing at our center, they're, they're supposed to be supported by the Home Office because the, the Home Office, they have enough resources, they have they have enough member of the staff, and they are in a much stronger position rather than putting so much pressure on a very small charity based in Feltham in West London. Since uh, the inception of the organization, we were before the, the, the tragic event started in Afghanistan when the Kabul, the capital of the country, is seized by the Taliban, we were running normal activities, include English language, Plus Saturday school, women empowerment project, mentoring support, volunteering program or volunteering placement, social and cultural events, trainings, mm-hmm. workshops. But then after the event started in Afghanistan, then the center became so busy and hundreds of people, they are queuing and then I have to call the police to come here and make sure there is no tension between the member of the staff and the beneficiaries. There is no any conflict, there is no any dispute. For example, our neighbor, the neighbors are running businesses in, in the local area. So and in the in the center, I feel very sorry for, for my neighbor because the crowd sometimes cause disruption to the to the local businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand that you yourself fled from Afghanistan in 1999 as as a refugee, and you also were in fear of persecution by the Taliban. But a lot of media now, they're saying that the new Taliban, the Taliban 2.0, are more civilized and they're more strategic because they're more experienced. They will govern in a different way. Do you believe in that sort of claim? I think so, yeah. The Taliban now different than it was before 2001. Now they have a very weak networking globally. They have the support of Pakistan, China, Russia, uh, as well as Iran and Saudi. But also there are some, some information which I saw online that the ISIS maybe also joined them from Syria and from Iraq. So I think that the Taliban, that's why the people of Afghanistan are very, very concerned 
about the future. Right. Everything yes about the uncertainty. Yes. What will happen? Achievements has been made for the past twenty years. So what I hear is that you think that the Taliban are different because they have a lot of support and they're much bigger and stronger. But what about the way that they will govern? Do you think their views on, for instance, women's rights will differ, or will they still be very stringent towards women? I I, I don't think that the Taliban they have any kind of uh, different approach. Towards the women' rights, they are the same as they were before 2001. They have already introduced their own way of life, their own policies. No school for girls in the country. Uh, women they cannot participate in political life. The education for children will be up six years. Six yeah. Six years. So if a child want to attend school, they have to study just six years, and that's it. But at the same time, well, we don't know what will be the what kind of books they will be teaching stu- uh, students. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't think that there, there will be any books of science or foreign languages or maths. Uh, the books uh, will be used at the school under the Taliban. The old religion, religious books. I see. And before you left Afghanistan in 1999, what was your experience living under Taliban rule? Were you constantly living in fear? Of course, I faced persecution, torture. I wasn't allowed to work. My wife stayed at home. My girls couldn't go to school. That's why everyone is scared about the Taliban. Yes, women they can't go alone to the city for shopping, and the men also they can't accompany wife. So there are so many, so many issues that uh, people around the world might not aware of the uh, human rights violation practically committed by the Taliban. Mm-hmm. And I think that there more. And are you currently in touch with any of your family members in in Afghanistan right now? Like, what are their stories? And is there anybody's stories story that you would like to shed light on? They just everyone they locked at home. So the the home houses now become like prison. People, they are just staying at home to find uh, the opportunities to flee the country, to leave the country as soon as possible. See, and in terms of the work of the ACAA, have you been helping the Afghans in Afghanistan resettle or do you just facilitate and help them when they arrive in the UK? No, no, we are also sending humanitarian assistance to Afghanistan. We are also sending money, donations to the people inside the country. We have millions of dead displaced people. I see, okay. So the people also, they don't have a job now. The bank for the past two weeks was closed. Today, the Western Union, they opened their bank in Afghanistan, but the queue was very long. Queue. I think it must be very difficult for people to join the queue to receive money. Normally, people outside Afghanistan send to them. Mm-hmm. So there is no job, there is no salary, and the people from Afghanistan, they're just right. uh, wait to have some kind of money and donation from outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the most critical thing that the British government can do right now to really help the Afghans in need? I think the, since the United States made a stupid de- decision leaving Afghanistan, this time maybe UK can establish a new coalition by sending British troops as well as the new alliance to bring some peace and stability. I don't believe on other countries. UK can change Afghanistan because Britain has a very good legacy, what they have done to so many countries. For example, those countries who have been under the British 
system or maybe those countries who are British friends, they all have a very, they have a better life, better democracy like Indian. You have Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, the countries in the Middle East. They are enjoying their life because of the relationship with Britain, Australia, Canada. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I believe on Britain and Britain is the most democratic society in the world. We only, I, the, my hope is that the only country that can help Afghanistan is Britain because they have a good experience in humanitarian assistance. They have a good experience in supporting democracy and human rights and hope that the British government this time also give, will give us another opportunities to bring mm-hmm. some peace in, in the future. But I don't know how long does it take and whether the United Nations and the Security Council will agree with any new action will be taken by any countries in the, in the future. Right. And finally, what can the British public do to really urge the government to do more? Of course, they can uh, ask the British government to make sure the, the women in Afghanistan will not face any discrimination or inhuman treatment. People should start lobbying and campaigning by telling the government to bring more people from Afghanistan because 5,000 people is not enough. Tons of other people waiting to get outside the country, but at the same time putting pressure on other countries to also introduce a relocation program or evacuation program for Afghanistan. Yeah, because the British government only set a quota of 5,000 people, right? And the quota is already full? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much, Dr. Nassimi, for your time today, because I understand you're really busy. I just have two final up to some good questions for my podcast, just to end this on a lighter note. And my first question is, who is a person or an organization or business that you think is up to some good lately? And you're very welcome to say ACAA because ACAA obviously has been doing a lot of good. As I I mentioned that this organization started from scratch, from zero, by someone who couldn't speak a word of English like myself 22 years ago. But then we managed to survive, we managed to continue, we managed to sustain, and we managed to expand the activities. Sometimes it's difficult to find a, an organic organization that grown organically without the support of yeah. companies and governments and donors. With the small resources, we managed to survive. We started from the south of London. Southeast of London wasn't a great location for us, but we still managed to establish a, a successful organization in the, in the southeast. But while in the West London, where is a large community from Afghanistan, but then there wasn't anything until we moved from southeast of London to West London four years ago. Right. But there wasn't like this organization for the past 25, 30 years. Mm, and why is that, do you think? Why did nobody try to start something like this? But that's why not everyone is Gandhi. Not everyone is Nelson Mandela. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I respect your work so much. And the last question is, when you are up to no good, when you have some free time, what do you like doing? I don't have any free time. I just We don't have any holiday. We are working Monday to Sunday. We never had any holiday for the past 22 years. Mm. And you work on the ACAA full time? Yeah. Yes, yeah, everyone. Okay. All families working on a voluntary basis. Yeah. If 20 years ago we couldn't help our people enough because we, we were new, because after the NATO intervention, there was some opportunities available to support your people. But at that, at that time, the Afghanistan migration, Afghan migration was very new. But this time, 
I hope that by the support of people like you and others, we have to secure millions and millions of pounds, which Afghan people never secured any funding for the past 42 years of war since the Russian invasion. 42 years ago, started the war, but then no one from Afghanistan was in the Western country at that time. Mm-hmm. The migration started, yeah. So the people of Afghanistan missed the biggest opportunities 42 years ago after the Russian invasion because we didn't have any single man in, Germ- in, in England or Germany or in the US. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, 20 years ago, when we had the second opportunities because of the NATO intervention, again, we, we were new. The entire migrants from Afghanistan, they were new. They didn't know how to play the game, yeah? how to play right. the system. Yeah. So two big opportunity, 42 years ago and 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But this time, yes. the world should help us where we can help our people to stand on their, to sustain their future. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much, Dr. Nassimi, for sparing your time to speak to me today. And despite a lot of the harrowing stories and images we've heard and seen from Afghanistan, it is really heartwarming to know that there are organizations like the ACA and individuals like yourself who are doing their best they can to offer support at this critical time. So if my listeners want to donate or fundraise, where can they find you or the ACA? So they can find us by visiting our website, which is www acaa.org.uk and we have also the Facebook Afghanistan and Central Asian Association we have a Twitter WhatsApp okay I will list all of the links to what Dr. Nasimi just said in my show notes so that everybody can access this thank you again Dr. Nasimi thank you very much Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Up to Some Good. As you're probably aware, the U.S. officially withdrew the remaining troops from Afghanistan as of yesterday, August 31st. Many Afghans in the country are still facing a lot of uncertainty and fear, so it's important for us to continue supporting NGOs like the ACAA and Afghan Aid so they can continue to conduct essential work in the country to help people during this humanitarian crisis. If you want to donate or start a fundraising page for ACAA, you can find a link in my show notes as well as on my Instagram, up to underscore some good. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be very grateful if you can head to Apple to leave a review or a comment. You can also follow up to some good on both Instagram and Twitter for updates on new episodes. Thank you for tuning in and let's all continue to do good in this world in the ways that we can.